hello, 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 and welcome to Kylie's Thoughts. The name of this podcast says it all. This podcast is simply a rambling of my thoughts, experiences, and a little bit about life. I'm going to talk about love, hurt, pain, happiness, fitness, health, wellness, your sex life, you name it. I'm probably going to talk about it. Uh, There is no set script. I do have an agenda of some topics that I'd like to hit on. But ultimately, something that I've learned in the last couple years is that hurt people help people heal. So on the personal side, this podcast is kind of like my therapy. And then on the fitness and nutrition side, it couples in with what I do as a personal trainer, and it's going to allow me to provide some education and value to others. Really, it's just me talking to my phone and having some fun with it. So if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. If you don't, uh, don't listen. Okay, thanks. Let's get into today's podcast. Welcome to podcast number I do not know. (laughs) Um, I planned to go back and take a look at how many podcasts I had recorded up until then, but of course I didn't. Right now I am on my way to quote, quote, social distance and see some friends of mine that live about three hours away from my hometown where I've been up since the coronavirus hit and everything started closing down. On this podcast, I just want to kind of do a life update. It's been a hot minute since I've recorded a podcast. I have some big things up and coming. I'm going to talk about my move that I'm about to do. Um, I'm going to talk about my relationship status. I'm going to talk a little bit just about my stance on this current pandemic. All things included. So I hope you enjoy. Um, Again, this is just free-flowing talking. I don't have a set script. I wouldn't be able to follow it even if I did. Um, I have a current co-pilot, and that is Miss Lily. She is snoozing away in the driver's, or not the driver's seat, I'm driving, in the passenger seat. Uh, she did so well. So as I said, it was about mid-March. I think the 16th was the exact day that I got the text from my manager saying that the gym I worked at would be closing down for a minimum of two weeks. The length of time it was closed we was completely undetermined. Um, it's the 15th of May now. We obviously are still not open, so it's been about eight weeks. So I was kind of torn on what to do, and I had a lot of anxiety over the idea of staying in California in an apartment without having the ability to go out and do things in an area that, yeah, I had friends, but I mean, the whole point of staying home and social distancing is not to be out and about. And so um, I decided that I would drive home. Now, at the time, I thought this would be a two-week trip. Here we are eight weeks later, and I am still up here. Uh, Nonetheless, I'm very happy I decided to come up and be home. So it was 2015 when I decided to leave for California. I got married, and then my ex-husband and I made the trip to California, and you know, I, I didn't run away from home, but I joke that, you know, I ran away from home. Granted, I was married and did my own thing, but I haven't been home for more than seven days straight since 2015. That's five years. And the amount that I have grown and come to appreciate and just the development that I have gone through personally, physically, you know, with my career in all aspects has been immense. And coming back with such a clearer mindset and being able to spend this time with my family feeling like I have a little more of my shit together and feeling like a uh, more 
put together adult has been really rewarding. So for those of you who don't know, I did talk about it, I think my first or second podcast, but May 24th of 2020 is five years sober for my mother. So huge shout out to her such an inspiration. I will be honest, I doubted her in the beginning and now I have no fear that she will be able to maintain her sobriety for the rest of time. Really excited to get to be home and celebrate that five-year mark with her this year. But even just her and I's relationship in the last five years, I think I have maybe been with my parents 30, 35 days in the last five years. Um, Obviously we've called and FaceTimed and whatnot, but between traveling home, them coming to see me, going and spending a holiday in Idaho with other family, I'd say maybe 35 days. So I have been in person with my mom now for eight weeks, and this is the longest time I've ever got to be with her in a state of sobriety. And that is so, so crazy amazing to me. We have such a better and healthier relationship, and not just because of her sobriety, but because we've been able to hash out a lot of the things that deterred us from having a healthier relationship in the past. We have been able to approach her conversations differently. We're more effective communicators. I know I have worked a lot on effective communicating lately. Um, In just the past six to 12 months, I've completely transformed being an aggressive communicator to being um, more of a assertive communicator where I'm able to express my boundaries, my needs, I speak my feelings, but I do so in a manner that's not putting other people down and that isn't passive aggressive. So a much healthier way of voicing my thoughts and feelings and then also being able to validate others and their thoughts and feelings. So it's just been a lovely experience, like I said, to get to have this time specifically with my mom. Of course, I am living back with my parents, so my dad's around too. (laughs) I love him like crazy, but just, He's always been pretty free-spirited, calm, cool, collected, um, level-headed where, you know, when you're dealing with an addiction of some sort, you don't always have control of your emotions and things get out of hand. So getting to spend this time with her has been great. I would be lying to say that I have not missed the Pacific Northwest because I have. I'm currently driving through beautiful green trees. Everything is so country-like. I'm very away from the city, which is nice. It's refreshing. Um, But on the flip side, being away from the city, I miss certain things like Target. Not that we're supposed to be going out and about, but I also really miss sushi, Um, Chipotle, just things that I'm so used to being able to have at the snap of my fingers that now up in a town of 5,000 people in a city that has two stoplights. Yeah, we don't have that anymore. Um, Or we don't have those things and we never did. But (laughs) it's been really, really enjoyable. So for me, these last eight weeks have been a time to slow down and just do a lot of self-reflecting. Now, I do not want to take away from the people, the families, the single parents, the small business owners who have been directly affected in a really negative manner from this shutdown. Um, I feel for you. I can't imagine what you guys are going through because my situation is so different. And I don't want to say that I'm just up here living this great life. I've had my own struggles. But one thing that I heard a few weeks back that I have repeated over and over again to my family members, my friends, my clients, is that we are all in this together weathering different storms. And the truth in that is unbelievable. No matter your situation, we are all dealing with the same economic crisis, okay? We're all in the United States of America, we're all feeling this impact in some way, but for everyone, it's all a little bit different. So my situation has been um, 
you know, I'm not able to work in person. Thankfully, I do still have an online business and I'm still able to provide my clients what they need and all of the same resources, if not more, through a virtual platform. For me, that's gold. Not only is it financial income, but I still feel that purpose. I still have um, that day-to-day required effort that gets to be put in for someone other than myself. Um, You know, I am getting to spend time with family more. I'm getting to slow down. My dog has the outdoors to love and she's hardly ever on a leash anymore and she's living her best life. But I am also in a household now where my parents, both of them are quote, quote, essential employees. So they're still going to work every single day as if nothing has changed. One side, has a company that you know they have implemented some extra cleaning procedures and they follow social distancing protocols etc where the other side of the household is working for a company where they aren't doing anything extra you know there aren't safety procedures that are really being um followed and there's some fear so i again i don't want to say that my situation is easier than anyone else's or that it is worse but we're all in in different phases of this. So for me, I'm really blessed that I've had the last eight weeks to slow down. Um, And by slowing down, it provided me the opportunity to refocus. So I have done online coaching on and off since 2017. And online coaching to me is so damn rewarding because I'm able to really dive deep into someone's overall health and fitness journey. I'm able to dive deep into their mindset, into what's holding them back. And although I'm not there in person guiding them through the movements, I almost do more for them in the sense that I guide them through how to plan their entire week. And I just don't mean nutritionally, but especially right now with this pandemic, what I have found is that people thrive off structure. And so being able to help clients not just plan when they're going to get their workouts in and what meal timings they should have, etc., but plan when they're going to sit down and have their family time, what hours are going to allot for them to do their work. That way they can separate work from family, from home, from pleasure, etc. Um, it's been really great to implement just a different way of coaching and a more inclusive coaching. And so I have been able to knock out so many resources that I've been working on building. I have onboarded more clients and it's, it's just been really, again, I've said rewarding a few times, but it's been really amazing to tap into the potential that I've had for a long time, but have had too much fear to truly develop. Um, with that being said, you know, I was somewhat forced into taking responsibility for my passion and taking ownership of the platform I have. And so when I started online coaching back in 2017, I was also working independently where using my social media platform as a source of education and business and marketing was 100% what had to be done. As I got away from all the online coaching and working independently and went back to a corporate gym, I kind of took my Instagram back as something personal and didn't focus, excuse me, necessarily on putting on educational comp or excuse me, putting on, putting out (laughs) educational content, I kind of just shared my journey. I shared where I was at with things. I shared a little bit about clients, but I really just narrowed in on my personal growth and the phases of life that I was going through and how I could relate most to some of my followers. Now I'm coming back into where I'm learning to balance it all. 
And so I have been able to kind of regain that creative content mindset of where I'm building really fun resources for my clients and finding great ways to share them on my social media platforms. I'm reincorporating how to put out educational content while still feeling authentic to myself and not feeling salesy. Um, one thing that I promised myself two years back when I you know, kind of quote, quote, took my Instagram back to being personal was that although I do run a business, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that I am still a person and marketing my business. I don't feel needs to always be running a new promotion, sharing client results or, um, you know, pushing new programs, but it can be just sharing who I am as a person, what I've learned throughout my journey and how I can just genuinely help others relate to me and hopefully help them gain a sense of willpower and ownership in whatever their goals are and how they can best tackle those. So I'm excited to have that like content creator hat back on, but also learn to better balance that with my personal life. Um, I, you know, I've shared a lot over my last few years on Instagram and although Instagram is always a highlight reel for people, I do my best to show the peaks and the valleys and, you know, just the boring shit and my dog, I share a lot of my dog. <laughs> I know a lot of people that are listening to this podcast found me originally from Instagram. That's where I've made the most connections with clients and honestly with friends from all across the United States. And I just find it so fascinating and extremely phenomenal how so many connections and relationships that I currently have and that I hold so close to my heart have been made from social media. Um, there are negative things to social media, of course, there's that comparison game and there's the bullying that can happen, but there's also a lot of great and positive things that come from social media if you allow it to. And the best way to get that positive feedback and that positive reaction is to put good out into the world, is to surround yourself with people that you generally, genuinely <laughs> enjoy seeing and hearing from versus following people that you constantly, you know, play the comparison game with. So. With that being said, I put my most recent relationship out there on social media and for a good like 35 days, every day of my life was very encompassed with this person and him and I built an incredible connection. We had incredible chemistry and it just happened so fast in such authentic true ways to ourselves and our values that it was without a doubt something I wanted to share, not just for my own memories and for sharing positivity, but because I wanted others to see that a healthy relationship looks and feels different. Um, I've talked a lot in the past about toxic relationships and how negatively they affected me um, in kind of the results of those relationships and how I had to work to overcome them, etc. But I hadn't got a chance to really talk about what it felt like or how it could be perceived to be in a healthy relationship. And being with Matt gave me that opportunity. Him and I did my last podcast together. That was on the 30-30-30. Highly recommend if you have not listened to that. It talks about the importance of balancing the three most important things in your life, which is your work relationships, your personal relationships, and your sleep and why it all matters. <laughs> um, it sounds funny to throw sleep into that, but there are the three categories in which you're going to spend the most of your time doing in your life. And that's what, you know, you need to learn to balance best. So highly recommend if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that podcast. Um, 
this update is to say that him and I are no longer together in a relationship. I still very much respect him. I have no negative words to say about him. It truly was just not the right phase of life for us. Um, you know, him and I talked the first day we met for about an hour and a half and we just, I, I can't say hashed out, but we went through so in depth the um, barrels of good and bad that we had experienced in our past and the trials and errors and what really shaped us to be the human that we were bringing forward to the table. And when I left that day after meeting him, I called my mom and I said, wow, this is crazy. And I was laughing and giggling. Um, I felt like a kid in a candy store. I said, I just met my soulmate, but I just do not know if it is right in this phase of life. He's about to go through a really big transitional period. And I feel that I've already gone through a lot of those and I'm just more kind of set in what I want and what I'm looking for, um, not just in a relationship, but in life in general. And you know, she was, she was supportive, but she was like, well, I understand your concerns and that's just something to be aware of. Well, fast forward, you know, life got crazy. The coronavirus happened, shutdowns happened, jobs were being moved around, there was traveling that wasn't going on, and Matt and I were in two places that, yeah, geograph geographically, wow, I cannot speak today, were very different, but also it became very apparent that him and I were just in two very different phases of life, and that is okay. It is okay to acknowledge with your partner that right now is not the time to come together. It is okay to tell your partner, hey, I need to grow and work on myself and I don't feel that it's going to be productive for me to do that with you. It is okay to step back and take time to self-reflect. These are all things that I have had to do to be able to come into this last relationship with a really level head, to come into this relationship with healthy habits, with the ability to have boundaries and speak my values and be very assertive in what I'm looking for in my needs to voice my feelings. Now this isn't saying that I'm not upset over the outcome, of course I'm upset. I don't date to go on dates and sleep with someone. If I'm going to truly date you, bring you into my life, um, have you meet my family, have you meet my friends, and talk about a future with you, that is because my intention of being with you is to not necessarily marry, but to make a lifelong commitment. I am committing to you. So to say I'm not upset over the outcome would be a lie. Of course I am. But I also took the time to feel my feelings. I said a lot of things out loud. Him and I had a lot of really good conversations and I've really been able to come to peace with the fact that it truly just was not the phase of life for him and I to continue our relationship, but we're both going to be so much better for what we were able to bring forward to that relationship. And that's something that I shared really openly on Instagram. I came on my story and I mean, I cried a little bit because it was fresh and it was raw, but I then was able to say like, look, I'm not going to sit here and throw out negative words about him. I'm not gonna degrade him or say how upset I am and how hurt I am and how he did me wrong because none of those things are true. It was a very healthy relationship. It was phenomenal for the phase that it lasted and I will forever be grateful. It just wasn't something that was meant to continue. Now, the response I had was overwhelming. I truly was so, so taken back by how many people were so kind throughout the entire journey of me sharing both the positives of Matt and I's relationship and then not the negative outcome, but the outcome that wasn't what obviously we were both hoping for. Um, it goes back to being in such a great place with my social media. I felt so safe to share 
the uncomfortableness and the uncertainty that was going on and my feelings that I was feeling, it was rewarding. Um, I've always spoke that when I talk and when I share, it's been my form of healing. It's been my form of therapy. It's cheaper <laughs> than, you know, going into an office and talking to somebody. But really, I just want to say thank you to everyone who was so comforting and so um, patient with me during that time and with my emotions and who validated me, not for my feelings, but actively listened to me and just took compassion in me and where I was at and the relationship that I had. So thank you to everyone. Um, that's a little bit of an update there, but the most, most, what is this accent? The most exciting update I have is that I have come to finalize a really big move that I have been thinking about since about November, December. So quick backstory. When I was a sophomore in high school uh, was when I first kind of got into Instagram and now the account I have now is not one that I started then. I started the account that I have now in 2016. But uh, sophomore in high school, I met this girl on Instagram. Her name is Sarah and her and I just really hit it off. Um, we talked, oh my gosh, nonstop for a good two, three weeks. And we really just built such a great sense of friendship and understanding in one another. We always used to joke that we were kind of like the devil and angel on each other's shoulders, keeping one another on the straight and narrow. So anytime we had some crazy wild idea, we kind of made a path to run it through the other person to like get that, hey, you're crazy, don't do that. Or like, yeah, girl, go for it mentality. <laughs> um, and she came in and visited me in Washington my first year in college. It was our first time in person together, had a great weekend, it was awesome. Unfortunately, we went and got margaritas. I wasn't old enough to drink. She still holds it against me. Um, and then in 2018, I went to Dallas, Texas, and I visited her. And we actually went and we did a 5K together, which was really cool to experience. Um, Dallas's weather was not ideal at the time. It torrential downpour. I mean, downpour after our race. We were dripping wet when we got back into the car. It was crazy. But I got to experience some of Texas. I ate some great food. Uh, met a couple really cool people. I went down to the stockyards, I believe it's called, and we did some dancing, had some drinks. It was a really, really great time. So, ever since then, I have talked about how Texas would definitely be somewhere that I would live. Well, fast forward to November, December of 2019, I was trying to figure out a game plan for what I wanted in the next six months. And my lease in California ends the end of June. So I was like, you know, this time around, before I just jump in two feet without looking, I wanna have a game plan. So I started kind of researching into areas. Dallas was one of them, Phoenix was one of them. Um, and just kind of looking at my options and I really started to get enthralled with what Texas had to offer. And not just Dallas in specific, but just the scene of the state. It's pretty fitness oriented around Austin, Dallas, San Antonio. There's some big city feel, but it's still country vibes, which is similar to what I grew up in being from the Pacific Northwest. You know, it's not as expensive as California. like. We're talking, you can buy a house for like 200,000. That's a three bed, two bath with some land and a beautiful white picket fence. There are just a lot of things attracting me to that area. And so I kind of put it out into the universe that I was really interested in potentially making this move. So I started budgeting and talking to my mom and um, thinking forward into what I'd want to do for work if I moved down there. Would I continue training at a big box gym? Would I pursue my online? What would that kind of look like? Well, 
when I got into the relationship with Matt, him being from the East Coast and New England, it was kind of a conversation of, you know, what what makes sense for the next couple years of our lives together. Of course, we were in a very committed relationship, so we started thinking as a couple and not just as individuals, and we decided that it probably made more sense to go towards the East Coast for the next couple years and kind of do our thing there. So Corona had already pushed away my idea of Texas and then being in the relationship with Matt, I was like, you know, maybe Texas isn't gonna happen right around now, but that's okay. Well, fast forward, um, as I just got done saying, the relationship is no longer going on. We do still have a friendship, which is lovely, but I got to come back into thinking, okay, what do I want? Where do I want to continue to grow? Where do I wanna potentially put roots down and let my business flourish? Where do I want to experience the next two, three, four years of my life? What type of environment makes me happy? And 110% after being back up here in the Pacific Northwest, I've realized that I really miss the country feel. Now, I also, being in a small town right now, I really miss the city feel of San Diego. So somewhere like Dallas, Texas really has a little bit of everything. So my friend Sarah reached out and she goes, hey, I've basically been living with my significant other all of quarantine already. We're looking to move in together in the next few months. How about this? My lease is up in October. Why don't you come down, live in my apartment, um, you know, help me out with rent. It's The place is yours. And you can have a feel for the next three months on if you really want to move your life here. And I almost cried. <laughs> like reading her message, I was like, there's no way this is real life. This isn't happening. And I paused and kind of took it all in and was like, wow, this is an incredible opportunity and one that I would be absolutely crazy to turn down. So we got on the phone together. She's a teacher and she's so cute. She sent me an entire um, Google Sites presentation of like why she moved to Texas, what there is around there, what her apartment looks like, the cost of everything broken down, really truly gave me all the information I could have needed and more. And having her support is huge because again, this is the person that I built a friendship with through Instagram years ago, completely unexpectedly. We've lived in different states our entire friendship. We've only been in person twice, but we have without a doubt been there for so many big phases of each other's lives and always been such great support of one another. The fact that she was willing to reach out and make something that I had put into the universe months ago a reality for me was just unbelievable. It, it really just took me by surprise, but also like not surprised because she's such a phenomenal person. Like, of course she can be this generous. Um, but I am moving to Texas in July. I don't have a set date. I keep saying kind of mid July because I have some family stuff that we're gonna do over the fourth. Um, and I wanna get to really kind of wrap up being in Washington with family before I just jump and dive into Texas. But guys, I am unbelievably excited. I cannot express enough how amazing this opportunity is, how grateful I am that it is even, I mean, being offered to me. I'm really excited to pursue a new area, to get to go and experience things as an independent individual, really just feel the feelings, experience the surroundings, the areas, travel to Austin, Houston, San Antonio, do my thing. And now that I have built such a um, more put together and strategically funded, I guess, like mindfully built online business, I have the potential to 
really test and see where I'm at with running a business. Um, I'm getting really close to finalizing my LLC, which I would like to have already have done, but you know, things happen. So I'm getting really close to doing that. And it would be crazy rewarding to be able to move to a new area and be financially independent in the sense that my, um, you know, my main source of income and my only source is just from my online coaching. That would be a, that's been a dream and a goal of mine for a very long time. And now that I'm finally tapping into that potential, it all feels so much more real. Things are coming together. And again, I'm blessed. I'm grateful. Um, I didn't think that I would have something so exciting to look forward to. I spent a lot of my last few years doubting myself, doubting my capabilities as a friend, you know, as a, as a girlfriend, as a coach. And I'm starting to finally realize that I am capable of so much more. I've taken ownership for so many things in my life and I am taking responsibility and putting one foot in front of the other every single fucking day to get better, to learn something, to step out of my comfort zone, that I'm seeing all of these opportunities and all these doors opening for me and it is fucking rewarding. So this podcast, this catch up, this where is my life at is not to end it with bragging about what I have or what I'm about to do or where I'm headed. It's to say that if you want something, put your goal, put your dream, put your vision into the universe. Say it, write it, feel it, put it on a vision board, and then work for it. Don't just expect it to happen, but plan out action steps. I talk about this all the time on my social media. If you want something, if you have a goal, you have to write down and or say out loud actionable steps that you are going to take in order to get closer to that goal every single day. Without actionable steps, there's not a chance in hell that you're gonna accomplish what you're setting out to accomplish. So take it from me, from a person who spent a lot of time not feeling worthy, a lot of time doubting herself. When you sit down and you take the time to work on your self-development, you take the time to work on your growth, and you take responsibility and ownership for the previous actions that you have done, feel the feelings that you have, and you put forward a true effort and a clear vision of what you want, you will be capable of achieving that vision and so much more. I sound preachy, but I fucking mean it. I'm so thrilled with where things are at right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still a little sad, of course, over the current pandemic. I miss socializing more than I thought possible. I miss my clients. Um, I really feel for my friends that are small business owners that are really struggling, especially because being in California, I met a lot of gym owners and I'm close with a lot of them who are holding on by a thread. Being from a small community of 5,000 people, a lot of my teachers and coaches are small business owners and thankfully they have great community support, but sometimes it's not enough. So I really feel for all the closures and the shutdowns. But if there's anything to take away from this pandemic, it is that this is an opportunity not to necessarily get ahead. So don't get that twisted. This is an opportunity to take ownership of where you are and think about where you wanna be. This might not be the time for you to focus on a weight loss goal. That's okay. This may not be the time for you to sit down and think of how to create a business and how you're gonna make millions. That's okay. But what this is a time for is to take ownership, take responsibility, and create a vision of what you want 
to start accomplishing in the next three, six, nine months. Because I guarantee if you take the time now to establish what you want and the plan that it'll take to get there, you will be there before you know it. That is my ramble. That was all I had to say on this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the little bit of life update I was able to give over how I ended up back in Washington, um, what I'm doing with my lease in California, where I'm headed next, which is Dallas, Texas. Big shout out to Sarah for making it possible. Also a big shout out to Matt for letting me always exploit our loveliness and our communication on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, I appreciate the support. If you have something you would like me to talk about next, leave me a DM, shoot me a message on Facebook, text me if you're my friend and have my number. As always, thank you so much for listening and happy Friday.